little blows my mind. Thirteen year old Des with oh Twitter. Oh. <laughs> if this was going on, yeah, I'd have been a troll. <laughs> I would've he would have been talking that ish. Welcome back to Beyond the Diamond, the Ross Bolin episode. Uh, Ross is the founder of Bolin Media, uh, banging the can, Ross Bolin pod, oysters, clam, and cockles, diehard Houston sports fan. Ross, thanks for jumping on, brother man. Thank you all for having me, dude. Excited to be here. Just uh, let's jump into your your fandom. Actually, also, for the minute, New York Times bestseller as well. That's, yeah. That oh, is, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. That is, I mean rarity right there it's important yeah. to acknowledge uh, the uh the one book i wrote uh over a decade ago i'm one for one though <laughs> one batting, for one thousand new york batting times not, flip, not, not a lot about. of people can say that flip the bat and walk away yeah. <laughs> um let's talk about just you your fandom obviously you guys are you're in austin but diehard sports fan diehard astros rockets texans um obviously if if you haven't been on Twitter or on Instagram or anything, you've been missing out on, on your content. But uh, what what made you a, a fan? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I grew up on the west side of Houston between Memorial and Katy. That's the only thing I know to refer to it as. People are always like, what part of Houston are you from? I'm like, the west side, but yeah. specifically between Memorial and Katy, like, there's like a gap there. And that's yeah, where like I was. Galleria, but, uh, down I-10. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Derry Ashford and Briar Forest is where I was yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to Westside High School, so yeah, born and raised Houstonian. Houston is still my home, even though I've been in Austin for 12 years now. Um, but I mean, I grew up going to Astros games. My my parents are both from the Houston area, so my dad was a huge Houston sports fan growing up. Obviously, I was uh, probably biggest on the Astros as a kid because baseball was my favorite sport, but a huge Rockets fan. And I kind of liked the Oilers, but I never, I wasn't like old enough to, to really appreciate like NFL yeah. football by the time that they were gone. Yeah. Um, and then I became a huge Texans fan, had season tickets for years uh, during, during what I guess would be considered the height of the franchise during the Matt Schaub yeah. era, which <laughs> yeah. is sadly the height of our franchise's history. Yeah, um, unfortunately. It was fun, man. It was fun when the Texans were were decent, even though we would get blown out and embarrassed in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I've loved loved Houston sports my whole life. Always been a big part of my life, and uh, it is the hardest thing to miss about Houston is just the ability to like just go to an Astros game whenever you want, go to a Rockets game, go to a Texans game whenever you want. That is something Austin is majorly lacking in. Uh, yeah. Granted, we have the MLS team now or whatever, but it's like it's far away, dude. It's up north and yeah domain. um but yeah so having grown up watching the games with my parents and and uh falling in love with with all of our teams it's just something i've always followed and kept up with as much as i can and i've always had obsessive houston sports friends that i that i talk through everything with you know how it is so yeah uh it just eventually blended into my career a little bit as well where i get the opportunity to talk about houston sports um on banging the can and as a part of my my business so i love it it's awesome yeah i mean i think all of us growing up the way we've we have and it's all it was always heartbreak houston it was always ways of what sports teams gonna break our hearts but now there's this new generation of kids that never experienced that all they know is like winning and like going to the world series and and all this stuff would you can you imagine like yeah. telling your you at ten years old that this was what we'd be doing in our young adult lives? Even the Rockets and Texans have had some success in the past decade. Like, yeah, I mean, 
before before James Harden left, right? We were yeah. in what was inarguably the golden age of Houston sports, where we had yeah. Deshaun Watson on the Texans. The yeah. Rockets were right there on the cusp of competing for a championship. The Astros had just won their first World Series in 2017. And I was like, we're doing it. We're doing yeah. what like New England area did for years, right? Where every single one of their teams was good in competing for championships. And then we kind of had this weird slide for after Harden left. To cre- obviously, the Rockets had to do a full rebuild. Uh, Bill O'Brien gutted the Texans. And, yep. and we've been building back since. And now it feels like we're sort of back there where it wasn't a long enough gap to, to make what you just said incorrect. We are yeah. so spoiled now. By comparison, oh, yeah. where growing up, like, yes, the Rockets won back-to-back championships. But other than that, it was always disappointment, right? It was always like, you know, we made the World Series in what, 2005 and got swept? swept. That was <laughs> that swept. was hell. It Like, it put me in that place where I was asking, would I have rather we didn't make the postseason than experience this? Yeah. Where oh, it's yeah. just utter embarrassment and pain. I mean, I mean we're like so spoiled because it, going back to my childhood i would have killed to be in the uh, championship series that many years in a row oh my god we making it once was like my world no dude i know and now it's it's so funny because like obviously the astros have had a weird season this year it's just been yeah. like the health issues alone have made it kind of a sketchy season where our spoiled ass fan base <laughs> can't help <laughs> but complain and complain like, Oh my God, it's over fire. Dusty Baker. It's like, dude, just everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. We're two games back at the all-star break. We're still absolutely, uh, I mean, what I would consider a championship contender. I have no doubt we'll make the postseason, but we're very spoiled now. Like you said, compared to where we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a, a like this thought that I'm like, I'd been unsufferable if I was like 10, 12 years old right now oh and have God. all the success. And then like, Boy, go and my, ha- like I would have been that Boston kid, you know, with like the, like the sign. That oh, would, that kid. He's like, I've been to like 21 parades yeah. and I'm 10 years old. Like that would have been me in this situation of yeah. how good the Houston sports landscape on the Astro side and the other sports hopefully get there. But it's L- just little blows my mind. 13 year old Des with oh Twitter. Oh. <laughs> if this was going on. Yeah. I've been a troll. Yeah, you would have been talking that ish. Today's episode and interview is brought to you by Big City Wings. Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint, winner of the Golden Fork Award, 13 locations. You could find that one nearest you at bigcitywings.com. Specials going on throughout the week. Some of the best two-for deals, best burger on Wednesday deals. They love us. We love them. And thank you so very much for being a powered, sponsored episode by Big City Wings. Yep. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> I uh, I'll say this. Um, like Astros, obviously, still great, and and even in a season where so much has gone wrong, we're still so much fun to watch on a on a game to game basis. There's been some inconsistency, but all in all, great team, great front office, and uh, the Texans seem to be in a place where there's there's something to be excited about again, right? Like we you know yeah. having having a coach that was part of the uh, Bulls on Parade is is one thing, but like adding young talent again that it seems like we can build around through the draft has been awesome. The Rockets finally have a coach that, that I, that I, that I think the fan base can believe in. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we have enough young talent that now having brought in Fred Van Vliet um, and Dylan Brooks, 
uh, I think they've got guys who can at least teach the youngins how to be pros, right? Like to yeah, do the things that sure. they need to do. So all of the teams are theoretically doing exactly what I would hope as a big fan. So that's yeah. really all you can ask as a sports city, right? Like that your teams be run well. And we've seen what yeah. happens when they're not like with the Bill yeah. O'Brien era of the Texans. That was absolute hell because you could just see nobody knew what they were doing. Like nobody had their arms wrapped around that franchise anymore. It was just chaos. Yeah. Um, when, in the worst when you way. run well and you lose, it's like, okay, we tried our best. Like it sucks. Things happen in sports. But when you're like just horribly run and frustrating, that's when you're like, God, this. Yeah. When your team's making cold. terrible decisions, it's it's brutal, man. I mean, that what you just described was the Daryl Morey Rockets for me. It was like, yes, we we weren't winning anything, right? We weren't winning yeah. a championship, and I don't think there were more than maybe one year where anybody thought we even had a realistic shot of winning a championship. And that was the year that Chris Paul went down, but you knew the team was run well. So every year you could go in excited about getting to watch good basketball on a game to game basis. And then that went completely out the window for a little bit. Um, So hopefully it's back next season because I it's crushed me, man. Like I love, I mean the the Astros, there's been nothing to complain about for years, for years. And with the Rockets, I have uh, wanted to die trying to force myself to watch those games. It's just, just such bad basketball. Well, I think it's you, you nailed it because there's a vision, right? You can you can sell me a vision, and I can I can believe in what way we're going, wrong or right. But as long as you have a clear path, and I think that's why the Astros have resonated over the last decade and a half because they're like, hey, we're going to tank. We're purposely going to lose. This is our game plan, and if it happens and it works, great. If it doesn't, well, we had a plan and. Uh, you have these guys, you know, Lance, Tuve, Bregman, the Correas, the Springers, and all these other guys that set the tone. And now you have, like this year with all these injuries, the JP France, the Belax, the Blanc, all these other guys stepping right in. And I feel like it's just more efficient than what Ford ever did in his assembly line because the culture and the winning is they just plug right in. I'm like, yeah. I, I was telling the guys, I was like, if you went to New York, LA, Chicago, and you just had pictures of the guys, be like, Name this Astro. No, no idea it would be JP France or no idea it would be like Brandon B. Like, no. like, but these guys are eating innings. They do winning ball games. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, and I think still, it's a, a culture thing. There are big Astros fans who like don't know who Mauricio Dubon is. Like, <laughs> no, know, you know what I mean? Like, if you showed a pic, walked around Houston with a photo of him, people would be like, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. He's been one of yeah. the biggest contributors this season, right? Like, I mean, yeah, the guy was leading us in batting average for months. It's, it's crazy how well run the team is. Um, Jim Crane is an unbelievably good owner, and it's one of the. It's like proven to me just how important ownership is in sports, right? Like if your owner oh, yeah. is a slapdick who doesn't know what he's doing, you're yeah. screwed because yeah. they're not going to hire good people to run the club, and you're going to have to deal with a lot of pain and suffering and disappointment as a result. He's been amazing. The only blip at all was obviously moving on from our general manager after the World Series, and then having this gap. Yeah, where yeah. some decisions were made with like the interim Jeff Bagwell, Jim Crane brain trust that we are, we're going to have, I'm not, it's not even fair to judge them yet. I don't think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, but certainly so far there have been pieces of that that are, that are questionable where like with, with yeah. Montero, everybody hopes this guy turns it around. Right. Because that's, right. that's been an obvious uh, tough spot to watch for the Astros so far, like watching, watching a pitcher come out and clearly be off his game from from like a mental standpoint yeah 
is tough as a fan because it's like it's if for anybody who's ever pitched, you know how mental that side of baseball is. It's it if you're not locked in, if you don't if you don't have full confidence, you're gonna get shelled. And certainly at the highest level in Major League Baseball, right? So I mean, to to circle back to what you're saying though, yeah, no, the Astros are so easy to believe in because you trust mm. the people running the team. And that makes it infinitely more fun as a fan. Yeah. It's the thing I'm so thankful for uh, when it comes to the Astros franchise. Yeah, I trust that they have a five-year plan or whatever. <laughs> like, I trust that, like, like a ten-year plan right now. Yeah, yeah, I trust that, like, if 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 we went downhill, sucked, got finished fourth in the in the division this year, I still would be like, okay, well, we're still set up for next year. Yeah. We have a plan for the draft, and like, we drafted good. Like, it's gonna be all right. Well, also, I think a lot of things that Crane gets a lot of flack on is billionaires. Mainly, a lot of billionaires aren't dumb, but one is he knows when the table's hot. Like, he's not just like sitting back and like, oh, I wrap my championships. Like, hey, let's keep pressing the envelope. Let's keep, I'm going to keep spending my money. The yeah. Houston fans are going to keep turning out, showing out. And so, like, when you get that feedback, you're like, oh, our billionaire owner who doesn't have to work a single day of his life or his great-grandchildren don't have to work, but they still want to spend money and, yeah. and press the issue, that gives me confidence as a fan. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, a, a different type of owner would have just done nothing this offseason. And would have missed out. Brady would have gone to a diff- different team. Like we would have just missed out on players. Like I'm at least grateful he took the chance. Yeah. And like a, Bra- a player like Abreu, like it can't really go wrong with that deal, especially when it's his money. Like it's yeah. not. It's not really affecting. It's not, it's not like we have a cap. Like it's not like the, there's an issue with luxury tax. Like sure, you can be like, oh man, we kind of wasted money on whatever player. We paid them too much. He made the move. It's his money. Like he, he made the move. Our team has good players on it. Like it's we're okay. Like, this is one of my favorite things about sports fans. It's like you, you see all these people like, oh, they way overpaid for Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. It's like who first of all, do you understand they have to spend X amount of money? Yeah. Or the, the league just sure, takes yeah. it. And yeah. then it's not your money. <laughs> Why do you care? This guy's spending this money to try to make the team better. It's not your money. The, the ratio of like times when a cap or luxury tax or whatever becomes an issue compared to when people worry about it becoming an issue is just like the amount of times it's actually an issue is just like almost never, especially with the Astros. Like almost never have we, needed a player but like damn we can't go get him because of, because of the at, salary oh, cap yeah, yeah no, we've, I mean, never, we've almost never had that issue you mentioned jose abreu who is a perfect example of of like headstrong management right because over the first few months of the season people are like bench this guy get rid of him it's <laughs> over he's yeah. garbage now bagwell what were you thinking and like bagwell was coming on the broadcast you know how he does like the guest in the booth yeah, you know yeah. whatever and he plays scarface music through his phone <laughs> um, he came on and he was at game after game. He was like, I've got total faith in Jose Abreu that he's going to turn it around, that, that he'll contribute to this offense. And, you know, I won't lie to you. It got hard. Like it, there were points where I was like, bags, you better know what you're talking about, dude. This is yeah. really I frustrating was, to watch. I was the same way. Cause I was full on the Abreu train, even like a month and a half in. And then he had that good, time in oakland where he hit his first home run and i was like all right see told you yes and then he kind of went down for yeah. a little bit. I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like i was like oh shit am i wrong am i wrong are we wrong <laughs> nope 
Yeah, that was the yeah. hardest part is that that home run got us all amped and then he kind of <laughs> slumped back down and it was like, oh, crap. Um, but no, man, he's been great now, man. I mean, he's been oh, one of the more dangerous hitters on the team for a couple months. Yeah. So, again, he's going to carry the team the next two months. Dusty Baker stuck with him, right? Yeah. And he's producing. So you have to yeah. give credit then. If you're going to be one of the people that's like, fire Dusty. Exactly. You've got to say on the other side, oh, he knew what, I, what he was doing as a guy who's been in baseball for 80 years. <laughs> and yeah. I on my couch was wrong, right? You got to yeah. be willing to say that. Yeah, and also the other side of the, of the coin too, and I've I've actually told this to Dusty's face because I it, that COVID year, the make believe year, that didn't even count in baseball terms. I was very critical of him, and I was just like, <laughs> I maybe had some tweets out there, and I <laughs> yeah. and we saw him this past off season. And I was like, Dusty, I I had some tweets about you. He was like, Yeah, I know, and he's like, You want a shot of tequila? I'm like. Sure. Like it was just like water in the like, and I was just like very like he, I was like I'm owning it. up to it, and he's like, no, I get it. Like he, he, he was like the fan. He gets where a fan is coming from, and he was like, he I'd rather have it. that than no one talking about me. Like yeah. I mean, like you know, like like I think one of our guys, Tony Adams, he said it. He was like, you don't want to hear anything as a fan, like as a as a batter, like all these guys being booed at the All Star game. Like it'd be worse if it was just completely silent. That means yeah. like they don't even care about you. They're like. Yeah. They, oh, I love that quote. I love that quote that they don't, the fans don't boo nobodies, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to have done something to earn yeah. the boos. And uh, in the case of the Astros, they've, they've done a lot. <laughs> they've been, <laughs> yeah. We've been torturing Yankees fans. We, we, oh, you know, yeah. Seattle, AL. Seattle went into the postseason feeling like that could maybe be their year. We and we heart. snuffed them out so hard. That, yeah, we're going to catch Rough. booze, man. And, of course, you know, 2017, the controversy, whatever, it gives people the ammo that they need. But yeah. now, now I mean, stomping that. on people for six straight years is going to get you hate. And that's yeah. been the great – it's the first time we've ever gotten to experience that as Houston oh, sports it, fans yeah. where we had a team that was so dominant for so many years in a row that everybody hates us. And now it's just yeah. a known yeah. thing, like with the Yankees back in the day before they stopped winning, that – you know, you hated the Yankees if you were a baseball fan and you weren't from New York. That was everybody yeah. knew that. Now they know that about the Astros. Yeah, I yeah. think. I, yeah, I think you're right, because I think probably like 75 percent of the booze now, they're just strictly they hate us because of the success of the Astros. Yeah. I think 25 percent is still like they well, oh, they, cheaters. Use, they use the cheating as just an excuse. Yeah. Like you said, ammo. But yeah. really, it's because they're upset. They're <laughs> not they us. Keep their ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, team didn't do as good of a job with the with the sign stealing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Get better. Get better. I mean, they're booing Tucker and Jordan. Yeah, like Tucker that. was in like seventh grade favorite. English. <laughs> yeah. In, in Tampa High School, and, and Jordan was a Dodger. Yeah, that's my favorite. All the dudes them. getting booed that that <laughs> weren't even in the league yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we had stanick on last last year and he was like i was getting booed in la he's like dude i was a tampa bay ray like what are you it's <laughs> <laughs> like i was just out of college and you I'm mentioned you like, mentioned stanick so i had to say him going after that second base umpire was oh was one of the top five high moments of the first 91 yeah. games of the season or whatever because I was so pumped up it was like a tough yeah. week too i feel like it yeah, had been it a frustrating rough. several games yeah and uh, him finishing the inning and then verbally assaulting a, that man was beautiful. Having the composure to like finish the strikeout too. Yeah, like he didn't just not give spiral. up a pop up or like right. like like he struck him out with a with a heater and then was like, 
you mother yeah, yeah. Let, dude, he's let ta- like he's it. a scary looking caveman dude like y- do y'all know yeah. who rake yawn is i don't who, know he was part of like the pre-jackass cky crew there was this dude named oh, rake okay. yawn who had the same hair as stanick he yeah. looks just like him to me and when he turned around and went ape shit on that ump i was like oh my god he looks just like looks <laughs> just funny, like rake yawn the- He's the nicest guy. Dude, he's a so sweet teddy bear. Kind of kind of a nerd. Like he's like he watches watches movies and like is hanging out and like he's just so sweet. But when that switch flips, like when he's competitive, he, like, he has that like picture like switch that flips when he steps on the mound where he's like, I am gonna shove it up your ass. Fuck everybody. Like here's hundred miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, and it's awesome. Uh gotta have speaking that. of the first speaking of the first half, that was one of my favorite moments. What is who was your MVP, your Cy Young, and your surprise. Of the I mean, Framber Framber's got to be the Cy Young. I think. I mean, he's just yeah, he's like the one guy, unanimous. consistent ace, right? Like he, he hasn't really Who missed knew a step. He was going to be this dude. I mean, if you look back to a few years ago when he was, it, what one of the things I love about him is his story, right? Like his yeah. the mental side of his game was where he was struggling. He could mm. not keep it together if if something went wrong. And then they got him with a good sports psychologist or whatever as a dude who is super into mental health and has struggled with it for years. Like, I loved that story because you would see him leave the mound in the World Series, go to the dugout, sit there with his eyes closed and just focus, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing else mattered. Nothing could get to him. Nothing could penetrate him. And... uh He's maintained that for like what three years now, four years now, where yeah, it's yeah. it's I wonder, you know I wonder what you're getting. Is. I want to know too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish you would yeah. share it with us. Uh, awesome. But he's incredible, um, man. I I almost want to say surprise and MVP should be the same guy, but I'll 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 spread the love around. But Dubon is the surprise for me. Like watching him hit yeah. the first few months was I was like, okay, he just wow, picked it up. Just, yeah. I mean, because it was a, it was a huge bummer. Obviously, Altuve breaking his thumb in the World Baseball Classic. I was like, God, <laughs> this dude came in and and was admirably filling the gap. Like he played yeah. good at second base. He was hitting better than anybody on the team. It was amazing. So that was a big surprise. Um, MVP. I'm I'm gonna give it to Dusty Baker. Like that. Ooh, if, like he that. has right. he has held it together. Say what you will about the man. He has done an incredible job with a very beaten up team with a roster of people that, as we said earlier, half the fans wouldn't even recognize <laughs> like yeah. the one, the one area that there's still some back and forth. I feel like between him and the fan base is with Chaz and Jake. And yeah. I feel like that'll probably be resolved by the trade deadlines ending. If I had to I guess, so, um, yeah. I think he's handled everything unbelievably well, considering the circumstances because it has been, a brutally challenging season for the roster and he's done a great 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 job um did i do all of them or was there one more do we have any more yeah i think that was it uh no i think that's great like dusty also when you lose the world series in 21 right he the voices start getting louder like will he ever win the big one he finally gets it and obviously puts the the cherry on top of his hall of fame coaching career but to come back and run it back, I thought that meant more than what people talked about. Because he easily could have just rode out into the sunset. I got what I needed, but he wanted to win. A, he wants to win a second one, and yeah, that I mean, literally, when you 
get to talk to Dusty. He has one of those, the gene where you leave the conversation, you're like, man, I've known that guy forever. Like, is, he, is that guy my best friend? Like, he's just he's just wired that way. And so for him to just be like, let's run it back. Let's do it again. I think that just, that's yeah. awesome. And the, the other side too, like you mentioned, like he's a player's coach, that locker room, but, and holding it together with like duct tape and bubble gum, it felt like. Because you lost 60% of your rotation, Verlander leaves, Altuve and Jordan have only played 13 games together, and you're sitting here about to start the second half, two games back, yeah. and reinforcements are coming. You're like, I like the spot I'm in. I mean, the, the Rangers who spent a bazillion dollars and leaking oil down the stretch, you got to feel like they they see us, you know, in the, in well, the rearview mirror. Oh, team absolutely. Six, what is it, six All-Stars? Yeah. Team of six All-Stars, all this money. And we're two games back. From yeah. Like- I mean, but look at the league, man. That's the thing about it, the MLB that is so amazing is that, that this is for my whole life. These big spending owners have been trying to buy championships, right? Look at yeah. like the Padres this year, right? Uh, the Dodgers, 95% of the time, right? They they put together these insane rosters and then they wildly underperform and mm-hmm. everybody's like, what happened? It's like, that's not baseball. You can't really do that. Yeah. If that was the way it worked, the Angels would win the World Series every year having two of the greatest pl- players in the history of the sport on the same team, that's right? True. Between Otane. Yeah. Um, so that's just, it's it's like, that's what I love about the Strohs is they all they keep it going. The guys yeah. go out, right? Like over the last a handful of years, we've probably three Hall of Famers have walked out of the building. Like it's yeah, been, yeah you could say All Star team has left. Yeah, like yeah. you you can slot all those guys yeah. as an All Star team and be like, yeah, yeah I take that as an All Star Ta- team. Yeah, Teoscar, <laughs> Springer, everybody. Yeah. yeah, Springer, Correa, Verlander. I mean, it's been wild oh, to, to see where it's like it's hard every time, right? Where yeah. you when you have to watch a guy leave, it's it's always a little bit conflicting, but. They keep it rolling every single year. They plug the gaps. They keep the farm system rolling well. It's like a finely tuned and well-oiled machine, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the Astros franchise at this point, and that's what makes it so easy and enjoyable to be a fan. Yeah, I yeah. think the process and vision, right? We talked about earlier in, in the conversation, like you've, you've sold that, and now you're actually showing proof of concept where, hey, a Garrett Cole can leave and other guys can emerge, a Framber, a Hobby, and all these. Justin Verlander can leave in a – uh, Hunter Brown and JP France yeah, and be yeah, like, JP France can, can come like, up come and in. just have a three, two year. Yeah. Like, so it's just, it's crazy to, to see. And I, and I love it as a fan it makes me unsufferable on the internet, but uh, <laughs> I got to ask you this best, one. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. It is the best. Is Jose Altuve the face of the franchise? Is he one, one like in your Mount Rushmore as of now? Like for over my lifetime, like, yeah, like I over think, Biggio, yeah. I mean, over it bad. Was, it was Bagwell and Biggio, right? Like that was yeah. those were the two guys when you thought of the Astros. If you grew up an Astros fan in the era that I did, and I mean, yeah, he's he's taken that crown for sure. I mean, I think Altuve is arguably the most important figure in the history of Houston sports. I think you can mm. make that argument. Mm. I really do. Um. And it's not look. It's 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 not just that he's been on these teams that have won. It's that he's the tone setter on those teams that have won. The guy yeah. comes out and swings at the first pitch like ninety eight percent of the time. They know <laughs> he's going to do it, and he's and still, he still hitting first he's, pitch he's home still runs. Successful, yeah. which I've just never seen anybody do that before. Where it's like this is an absurd strategy, sir. You, I can't uh, what are believe you doing? they keep 
throwing him first pitch. I would literally throw like a a cricket fastball, bounce it 50 feet. Dude, I think it's as a pitcher, you're like, no, this little guy is not going to do it to me. You know what I mean? Like you, you're like, I'm not pitching around this. I know he's going to swing at the first pitch. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pipe him one and he, he makes you pay. Um, but his attitude (laughs) and leadership in the, in the clubhouse is obviously a huge part of our stretch of success we've had here. So and he's just so humble, right? Like he didn't oh, mess yeah. with any of the the 2017 stuff. The fans talking shit, getting booed. He doesn't let he any took, of it bother he him. He doesn't. The yeah, he didn't say anything back. Didn't try to defend himself. He didn't try to toss the blame at anybody else. He just went back to work, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's that guy. Even after he goes, after he retires, he'll be like. And when I think of the Astros, I'll think of Jose Altuve. The first person that will have a shot at potentially changing that will be Jordan Alvarez, I think. Like, that's mm-hmm. – he's, like, next. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms yeah. of being the face of the franchise. So, um, But, yeah, I literally love Jose Altuve. Yeah. Uh, uh, but one, uh, I think, question to end it on. Who uh, – give us a prediction on who you think will have the biggest impact on the second half Ooh, on this on this stretch. Man, I hope it's the guy we were just talking about because that would be a very, yeah. very good sign. Um, but probably, probably Jordan Alvarez. I mean, mm. that was uh, if you saw him when he was healthy at the beginning of the year, God. he was mashing the ball. Dude. He might have like, hit fifty bombs. Yeah, that's what I was. I was looking yeah. at his pacing, and I was like, dude, he's is on one this year um i mean he's just gotten better every season right he seems to like continuously tweak his approach at the plate to to stay on top of everyone he faces and uh he just has he's so much power he's got to be what like a top five power guy in the league so oh yeah oh yeah uh, i think he comes back healthy stays healthy the remainder of the season and that's going to be our guy to watch because the only place that you see this team struggle in spurts is offensively with consistency and that mm-hmm. is because he has been out. He is yeah. the consistency. You get guys on base in front of him, he is going to knock them in. There was like a three-week stretch where every single time he came up with dudes <laughs> on base, yeah. I didn't even have to yeah. watch any. I was just like, oh, those are Yeah, yeah he, just, he just like doesn't seem to slump, which is so important to a, a team like this. Yeah, his his slump is like not hitting a home run for yeah. – like, <laughs> like, like he still like gets like RBIs. Going- yeah. Going one for oh, four. a double the other way. Yeah. Ugh, you're slumping right now. Right. Yeah. He's going to still get the production. The run production still there, even when he's yeah. not at his best. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's the dude that I think is the kind of the the te- like production wise, the heart and soul of the team at this point. Whereas like Altuve remains the the like leadership wise heart and soul of the team. So gotcha. I hope Jordan is the most important in the second half. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I. I feel like we'll have this conversation right before playoffs and be like, why did everyone panic on the internet? Like, mm-hmm. why why was everyone every year, man, doubting every year. doubting this every year? You know, you got to do it every it's year. It's a Catalina just... wine mixer. It's always there. <laughs> We're always going to keep showing up. Yeah, this is just part of it, though. When it's it just, you know, honestly, it keeps it kind of fun. The fans always being nervous and questioning everything because it's like then when you see them show out in stretches, like – Everybody was ready to hit the panic button and cancel the season, and then we won three series in a row. And it was like, okay, well, now what? Now yeah. what? what are you going to – now what? It's a so, roller coaster. Yeah. And it's baseball, long, long season, man. And that's the thing that even as a guy who – I know this. I'm 36 years old. I've been watching baseball uh, obsessively for over two decades, tw- over 20 years. And I still 
in, in you know, a sixth of the way through the season, I'll find myself freaking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I You're have like, to remind oh, myself, like, dude, this is this is how it works every yeah, year. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 extremely excited for the Astros to return tonight. I'm a little bit bummed that our first series after the break is in Anaheim and the game starts at like eight forty five. And yeah. I've got two kids, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, at least Otani's pitching, so it, it, that'll Otani be fun. France, it yeah. should be, it yeah. should be a good matchup. Uh, Ross, thanks for coming on, brother man. You can, you want to plug your socials and, and everything right now, so everyone. Can yeah, follow man. You. Um, you can check out my my small media startup at bolinmedia.com. Follow me everywhere at w r b o l e n at w r bolin. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for letting me come through. Big fan of what y'all do. Thanks for the merch, by the way. Yes, sir. Uh, been wearing yeah, it, dude. Yeah. Often. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have you on again, you know, throughout the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, holler at me anytime. Anytime. Are you are you on threads? You threatening? Shit. <laughs> you threatening? You threatening? Of course, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on there weaving a web with everybody else. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. That's the Ross Bowling episode. Ross, thanks again, brother man. And uh go Strohs. Yes, sir. We will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Love you guys.